To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In a native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service. Without all the drama. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience. Welcome to the Experience. Okay, I'm good. Welcome to the Delvin Cox Experience, the podcast in which each week I'm on a one-man mission to unite our culture through diversity. I'm your host, Delvin Cox, and with me this week is, let them know your name. I'm Elaine Stryker. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And as always, we like to start the podcast off five for five. Five questions, five answers to get the ball rolling. Elaine, right. are you ready? Let's do this. Let's go. Okay, question number one. What's the best album you listened to this past year? Oh man, that's that's hard. I'm I'm the worst on new music. It was probably Halsey's new album. Like I guess that's that says a lot new. about me. It was it was the newest one by Halsey, and I forget the title title of the album, but it has some good tracks on it. So that's probably it. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Question number two. What's your favorite thing hobby to do? It's probably play video games, but riding the motorcycle is probably a close second. Like very close second. Okay. Depends on my mood. One of those hobbies. One of those hobbies is infinitely more cooler than the other. I I know. One of them makes me really <laughs> cool, and the other one makes me infinitely less cool. So it balances out right in the middle. But like, yeah, yeah I, I own a Harley. I would I would rather be on the, my motorcycle than doing almost anything else. Almost anything else. So. Yeah. Definitely. Question number three. What's the dumbest thing you ever done as a kid? What to fuck? All right, are we talking about like a teenager or like a kid? Kid, I consider a kid from zero to okay. 18, maybe college. Oh man, <laughs> it's a lot of really stupid stories. Um, okay, when I was in college, this was stupid for a lot of reasons. When I was in college, we I lived on an engineering dorm because I'm an engineer and we were all a bunch oh. of nerds. And in a drunken stupor, someone broke one of the exit signs, the hanging exit signs. And if they find out that it was somebody in your dorm, they charge you for it. So like a bunch of idiots still kind of drunk, we get out a, we get out a ladder and we are rewiring 
this exit sign at like four o'clock in the morning with a bunch of duct tape while it's still a live circuit. We didn't make good choices. That's what I'm saying in college. I was probably up there. Riding the couch cushions down the stairs would be the dumbest thing I did under 10 years old. So <laughs> so y'all chose the rewire this thing yes. while I was still a live wire. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't a good choice. We did it. No one died. Um, no one went to the hospital. No one went to the hospital. We rewired it while it was live because we were afraid we were going to get caught by the RA the next morning. <laughs> so we're... And, and no. You guys went engineering school. Yeah, we're a bunch of nerds, right? So nerds are like, we can fix this. We, we've had a lot to drink. We can fix this. And then to one person's drunk people on the ladder, dude, is a bad idea. Like, it's yeah. there's a lot of wrong here. But yeah, yeah. so our, our solution was not blame it on one of the business kids. It was, yo, we should fix this before someone wakes up. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> it just baffles me that some engineers are some of the smartest people in the world. <laughs> Nah, we'll see. Okay, yes, but no, no, yes. that doesn't mean we made good choices. <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> we made bad choices. Just like anybody else, when you're like 18, 19 year old, you make some questionable decisions uh, that you probably never should make. So That is very true. <laughs> Question number four. Who, no, I'm going to tell you this one. Oh, no. Okay. If you can pick any superhero that's closely like you. Oh, boy. Who would you pick? I, uh, it's probably Spider-Man. Like uh, m- certain incart- incantations of Spider-Man are like really nerdy science and math dudes who are kind of socially awkward and th- want to be cool really bad. That's probably kind of me. So I was probably it'd probably be Spider-Man. Even my son, who's pretty much my clone, he identifies with Spider-Man. Like there's something he's like, oh, he likes science and math, mom, and I'm like, yeah, I know who we are, Nathan. I know who we are. <laughs> That's, that's a good choice. Yeah, I think it fits. You know, I, I'm not like, I'm tiny but mighty, you know, and I'm a big nerd. I think that fits the, the that's pretty close. It's pretty yeah, close. Definitely. Okay, question number five. Zombie apocalypse happens. Okay. You're going to take five things with you. And I have to clarify this because everybody says the same thing. You don't, kids, pets, and husbands don't count. You don't have to carry those things. I don't have to carry those things because they're heavy, like especially those kids. <laughs> you don't have to carry your husband out. To, to I don't want to. Yeah, he's my size, but still. And then the dogs weigh like a combined 120 pounds. Okay, that's yeah. good. Does it have to be stuff in my in my house? No, it can be whatever you whatever right. you can imagine. All right, all right. I'm gonna need a gun. I'm gonna need a hatchet of some sort. Like you always need a hatchet or a machete. Okay, yeah, two good it just choices. makes sense. That's two. Uh, I'm gonna need some sort of way to make fire. Depending on what kind of zombies they are, they might need to be burned. I don't know. So that's three. Um, boy, the last two are hard because it's like, well, it's the apocalypse. What could I possibly need? How about my motorcycle? That's Just a really good case. answer. Yeah. I mean, it runs on less gas than my car. This is my practicality sneaking in. The kids can run behind. They'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, boy, I think some kind of food, you know, something non-perishable cans of something. Yeah, I think that's, that's what I would do. That's very smart. That's very I'm, smart. I'm an engineer. We're very practical. We're not always fun, though. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. That's good. Okay. So for those who don't know you, let everybody know who you are and what's the cool thing that you do. Because All right. Let me clarify this. 
you was highly recommended to come on this podcast. I saw all those tweets and I was like, you people like me that much? I'm kind of a jerk. Like, you got to watch Are you sure? Are you guys sure? I'm kind of dumb. Uh, so I'm Elaine. I'm I'm 35. I've played video games since I was a five-year-old kid. So I'm I'm, I'm a nerd, dude. Like, I, I own it at this point. Sorry for my dogs also. Don't worry about um, it. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm, a, I'm an electrical engineer. Um, I work in railroad, actually. So I'm like the only woman in the room about 10,000% of the time. It's always like 40 dudes and me. And I make a comment. And then someone curses in response to it. And then they immediately apologize to me. That's always how this goes. So that's been my professional life for the last decade. Um, pretty cool. Boy. I, I guess what makes me cool, the assumption that I'm cool is kind of good. I'm, I'm way into that. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I think I have an ability to get along with people, right? And I, I've always, the reason I always loved podcasts and video games and all that stuff now is I get to talk to people and I get to interact with people and that's fun for me. I get to make jokes to hopefully make someone's day a little brighter, right? So hopefully that's what makes me cool. That and the motorcycle. That makes everybody cooler. <laughs> The motorcycle and the Star Wars helmet, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's very cool. Yeah, Star Wars helmet. That's awesome. X-wing helmet. It's real dumb. It's great. People beep at me on the highway when I wear that helmet all the time. It's great. It's that hilarious. Awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. So you are a woman in the field of engineering. How did that happen? What made you say, "I want to do this"? This hard field. That yeah. I could never possibly do. And it's all dudes, and it's all. And when it's railroad, it's all like old dudes. Um. When I was a kid, we got when I was when I was in fifth grade, we got a computer. My dad is a he likes toys, right? He's just one of those guys. He always worked on cars and he likes like fun toys, like new stuff. So he got a computer and it had those Encyclopedia Britannica discs. And I remember sitting in front of this thing in fifth grade and going through all those discs and being like, I want to work with these computers when I get older. They're gonna be like the thing. And then I remember installing Doom on it and never working with the Encyclopedia Britannica discs again. Weird. <laughs> Weird. Um, but I think that was that was the thing. Like I was always good at science and math. And until I was till that point, I wanted to be a teacher because that's what every kid says. Right. Or a firefighter. Yeah. Uh, and once I started touching computers, I was like, man, I want to do something with this. I want to build something that people use. And that continued me through middle school and high school. When I got to college, I landed on electrical engineering because I was exceptionally good at math. Like That was the one thing that I could do. So my degree is actually in signals processing and algorithms. Yo, Yo, the things that that make your TV display pictures, the chips in there, that's what I wanted to design originally. Um, I stumbled into railroad by accident and now I design safety systems to make it so these idiots keep stop crashing trains. Be nice if that would stop happening. So, but I wanted to build stuff that made people's lives better. You know, that was what I wanted to do. So I think, I think we're, I'm finally succeeding at that point now after a lot of years so that was what that's, it was that's awesome what goes into what you're designing trains we don't design the trains the we design these safety systems that stop trains if an operator okay. goes too fast right so if dude's ripping at 100 miles an hour and the curve is rated for 55 it'll air brake the whole train and stop it safely that's the point right so that these operators if they lose track of where they are or they start going too fast Everybody on that train stays safe. Nobody tips a train off the tracks. That's the fact. How do you figure that out? I, I can't even wrap my brain around that. It's kind of crazy. We get all of our clients are railroad clients, and they give us their – they actually have, like, pretty much from, like, 40, 50 years ago, hand-drawn, like, braking distances and how fast you can go around every curve on their railroad. 
they give us that. We program little devices that send that information back and forth from the train. And then those devices link into the air brakes on the train. It's awesome. Like, it's super cool. I can stop a giant train with computers. See how it worked out? <laughs> that is it's awesome. Rad. It's rad. So, it's fun. So you probably could create web shooters. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> You, you know what? I am Spider-Man. Spider radioactive spider, dude. That's all I need. <laughs> Somebody in the bio field needs to get on the spiders. Maybe for good, not evil. Just saying. Like, just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so let me ask. Let me ask you this: What is it like being in that field with a bunch of guys? Dude, it's there's a lot. It's weird. Even in college, I was always the only girl in the class of like sixty dudes who were all gross college students. Which very gross. I'm sorry, you guys are gross. I have a boy and a husband. I can say that. Like, yeah. I have empirical evidence that boys are gross. <laughs> I, it, it was always, like, lonely, I guess. I, I, I always had male friends growing up because they were easier to get along with. For somebody like me, I'm a tomboy. You know, I'm just like that. But it's lonely being the only girl in the room all the time. Professionally, it's awkward because they tend to apologize for saying uh, gentlemen. They'll be like, oh, and lady. I'm like, please don't. Don't do that. I, I curse more than half the dudes in this room. Do you really want to do that? <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> it's, you know, I've earned my respect over the years, but definitely every time I walk into a new client, I feel like if I was a dude, I wouldn't have to work so hard at getting them to pay attention to me and listen to my authority, you know? So there's always a little bit of a a struggle but then as soon as they realize that i'm not taking their crap it's usually okay it's, it's pretty good yeah i think that's pretty cool no i think the fact that it's cool that like for example if i was walking around first of all i don't know nothing about electrical engineering so <laughs> you know, already we're there if i see a bunch of guys and one girl i'm gonna think that's the smart one right there <laughs> Yeah, because she stuck it out, right? Yeah, she stuck yeah. it out through all the nonsense. You're not wrong. We're also usually tough as nails. Like, if you see a chick in a room full of engineers, she has heard it all, and she will be roll her eyes at you and be like, look, move on. Let's get past it. Okay, yeah, I have different parts than you. Let's do this thing, okay? <laughs> yeah, it's almost like how um, growing up, because I grew up in the hood. So I, all right. I can say that. Yeah, you get to. You're allowed. Anytime you're in the hood, two black guys, with one white guy, you like you look at that white guy like that's the one you need to be worried about. He's crazy. What is he doing? <laughs> what has he done? <laughs> I grew. <laughs> it's not. That's funny because it's true. I grew up in a pretty like mixed race area. Like I, you know, I was not one of those like rich white kids. I definitely we were we were not rich. We did not have money. We ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and uh, off-brand macaroni and cheese. All right, like. <laughs> So it was always like I'd rather hang out with the black kids, but they always give the little white girl like the side eye, like she must be crazy. Just, yeah, that's me. <laughs> it, it, that fits. Yeah, it, it comes. It comes like the first thing you do is what he going yeah. to become cool with him. <laughs> and five minutes later, you know, they're like, "All right, no, she's cool. She can stay." Uh, I was walking through Philly not two months ago, and this dude was, you know big black guy was selling his cds on the it happens in philadelphia it's philadelphia right and yeah, he's like he's trying to stop me and talk to me about it and he's like you're not afraid of, afraid of black dudes are you i'm like i'm afraid of white dudes i'm not afraid of you i like you <laughs> he starts laughing he's like yo i'm afraid of white dudes too <laughs> instant friends right like he was really cool i was like yeah i'm gonna buy your record now like that's funny <laughs> so you know that's that's always been me i like lead with the jokes and the personality and people generally come along with so so, you're a gamer. How long have you been gaming for? What games do you like? What systems do you play on? 
I uh, started playing games when I was five, so it's been about 30 years. I'm getting old, dude. Nah. I uh, <laughs> I still got more than half my life out of me. We're good. I um I started as a Nintendo kid, you know, because it was either Nintendo or Genesis when I was a kid. So I always had an NES. I play on everything now because I can partially and because I like a lot of different kinds of games. I would have told you five, ten years ago, I don't like shooters. I don't like RPGs. I just play like adventure games or action games, you know, stuff like that. Fighters. Now I'll play anything that looks like fun. I, I'm. I definitely, as I've gotten older, have broadened like what I want to try. And I think the kids help too, because they're like, oh, that looks fun. And I'm looking for an excuse, like on a Saturday morning to just turn on a game and hang out with them. So, you know, I'll play anything. I'm not picky. I'm, I'm very few games I will roll my eyes at. Like I will not play WoW, but that's not because I don't think WoW is cool. It's because that could be a problem for me. So, yeah, you know. I'm the same way about those types of games. Like, I'm not getting into this because I'll spend the rest of my life playing this one game if I like it a lot. Yes. Or I don't want to give them 15 more dollars a month. I have enough pro- I have enough bills. It's just, these kids are yeah, expensive. That's all <laughs> they cost a lot of money. So, yeah, I, 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 anything subscription-based, I generally won't play. Everything else, I'm like, let's, I'll try. I'll give it a shot, you know. Yeah. So what are you playing right now that you enjoy? I... I played a lot of Monster Hunter World this year, and I'm still oh. playing Monster Hunter World, and I think I passed 200 hours on that damn game last night. Ooh. And I, yeah, speaking of problems, <laughs> you know, <laughs> speaking of like reasons I don't play WoW, right? Um, besides that, I just booted up Forza Horizon 4 today, and I'm like really excited to play that. I'm, that's awesome. I love cars. Get, Give me a motorcycle get, get, get game. Give me a motorcycle game that's good like that, and I'll be way into it. But I love cars. I grew up around cars, so car games always get me. They're like my favorite. So yeah. So, you, how did you grow up around cars? Your dad's into cars, and you, yeah. you have brothers. My da- my, I have a younger brother. He's not as much into cars. He played Magic the Gathering for a real long time. I think he oh. still does. He's yeah, thirty, he so you know, thirty two. Dad, <laughs> uh, raced quarter mile drag. Car. That is awesome. Yeah. It was rad, right? So, and it was always like, um, not the super super fast ones, but like straight and as fast as you can, right? Stand up on the on the back wheels, go. So he was always fixing up cars and always building a new fast car. So I was always around dad fixing up cars. So he let me he let me use one of his old Pontiacs to go down the track like 13 times one day. And it's such a blast. Like he won't let me play with the new ones. They're, they go too fast. He's afraid I'm going <laughs> to kill myself. <laughs> yeah. So I always I was always around him taking stuff apart, putting it back together. So, yep. It's funny how that works out, how yeah. the daughter is the one that's in the cars now i'm gonna play magic together (laughs) my brother was never like i was always the tomboy boy child i was also the oldest child and i get along with my dad really well so it was he was i i just he just took me everywhere with him like always everywhere so that's how i and my brother was more like i'd rather stay home do my own thing play in the dirt you know play magic so yeah my brother and my dad hang out more now that he's an adult Tell me more about everything. I, I want to find out everything about you because you're awesome so far. Oh, I love you. You're fantastic. You're making my night. Keep asking questions. I'll keep answering. <laughs> how, first of all, how did you find Twitter? I 
started using Twitter when I had my own podcast a really long time ago. And so a lot of the folks on my Twitter either know me through podcasting or have listened to shows I've done or seen me on like either streaming stuff or guesting on stuff. And they think I'm funny, I guess. I really don't know why, man. Like <laughs> uh, everybody who's ever interacted with me on the internet for the most part has been rad. So that's where that all came from. <laughs> Twitter is one of those, I used to have a podcast. It was called, uh, the website was called Some Other Castle. The podcast was Some Other Podcast. Ran for about 100 episodes. And then I guessed it on a bunch of other shows. And I kind of bounced around a lot over the years, too. So I've amassed all of these folks on Twitter who I know who either listen to the show or had their own podcast that I cross-interacted with and kind of collected this army of rad people who support things I do, right? Which is the best. And that's why... <laughs> That's why everyone's like, oh, yeah, I know. Elaine needs to be on this podcast. I'm like, are you guys sure? I don't even know this person. You're going to scare him away. <laughs> so, <laughs> one, what was this podcast about? And two, why did you stop? Uh, <laughs> it was about video games. It was me and my best friend, who's also a woman. Um, and we stopped because we, were, we started that show in 09. And that was like before I had my two kids. And we kind of mixed it in and out of having the kids and life stuff. And we just ran out of like bandwidth, you know, to get together every week and do it. And I miss I miss being on a microphone like a lot. Conversations like this make me miss it so much more. Like, oh, man, I need to do this more. I miss it, you know? Yeah, because it's, now it's like the podcast booming. Podcast I know. is like becoming the big thing. And you already had 100 episodes in the game and like. And then I ran out of lifetime. Yeah. It's a bummer because it like I was in before it was cool. <laughs> we were yeah. like usual, right? I'm the hipster podcaster, I guess. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was in before, I was in when everybody made fun of you for having a podcast on the internet because I thought it was fun, you know? Um, and it was. And I met so many really cool people through it. Like it's probably one of the most fun things, the coolest ways to meet new folks on the internet, you know, for me. Yeah. And not vet not be have them be super scary anyway. So yeah, I, I enjoy it so much because, you, like I said, you hear people's story. Yeah. Yep. On podcast, you, you get to know people that you necessarily wouldn't meet on every day on your streets. Exactly. Like, you're down in what? You're in Florida, right? And I'm up in Jersey. It's not like I, I would am. walk into you, yes. you know? <laughs> I, it's, Probably ever. Right. I Like, the paths will never cross. Not because, you know, just because of the way life goes, right? And I think that that's the cool thing about Twitter and the internet in general that's the reason I like Twitter so much, despite it being a steaming dumpster fire about 50% of the time. I, I have met really cool people through Twitter, so it has always offset the really trash nonsense on there for me. Oh, my God. I, don't, don't remind me. <laughs> See, it is, that, right? Yeah. I, my husband asked me why I still check Twitter. He's like, it seems like a dumpster fire. I'm like, more accurately, it's a dumpster that is on fire in the back of a garbage truck screaming towards a burning building like that's what twitter is but every once in a while you get a funny story or you see a good cat meme <laughs> and it makes your day so why not you know yeah it's, it's crazy how that works with twitter because i go on every day right mm -hmm. and i it, it is at least 50 stories to just get me angry yes yes <laughs> just yeah. violently angry yeah like and it, then, it's just, it's just baffling, but then it's that one. It's the, then I get in conversation with people that I just adore. Right, for hours and hours, and it makes it go away. And it makes it all worth it. Exactly. Like I'm a woman on the internet, dude. I spend about ninety percent of my, my my time super pissed off right now. Okay. Oh yeah, especially right but now. Every once in a while, you kick a joke tweet back and forth with the right person, and it makes your whole day better. 
you know, and it has that ability to kind of turn it around. So I, I get real aggressive by muting keywords and like making people who are rude go away, but I'm not going to give up the good for the bad. You know, I'm just not, I'm too stubborn. <laughs> yeah, There's still value here. It's just, now that I think about it, it has to be harder for you being a woman on the internet because I can just imagine people are awful. It's a real toss up between being a person of color and being female about yes. how terrible people are, right? I think we're kind of in the same fireboats next to yes. each other on the river, right? For yes. different reasons. But yeah, it's the same kind of level of just like complete disdain for who you are about half the time, right? And it sucks. But, you know, I can make those people go away by clicking mute or block. I can't do that in real life. So maybe that's why it's so satisfying on Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> that's know? a good point. It's, it feels good to be like, no, nah, you need to go. <laughs> I'm not dealing with you today. Not you. I like you. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What made you get on Twitter? Because I have a story of what made me get on Twitter. I'm just curious what made you say, let me try Twitter. Oh, man. I don't know. I, uh, I, think, I think I probably originally did it to either promote a, the podcast I wanted to do or just to keep up with something. But you know what? It was like, do you remember when Gmail was new and no one was on it and you were trying to get an invite to it? And it was this mysterious thing that was new. That was Twitter when I got on Twitter. Right? I think it was 11 years ago now. It was right when Twitter was very new. So I got on there just because. I want to know how. I want to know your story, though, because those are always good. It's, it's utterly ridiculous. This shows how old I was. <laughs> ridiculous I was at this time. I got on Twitter because of John Zena. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. He was like, yeah. I'm, I, I think I was watching wrestling one day. And he was all like, hey, I'm doing something cool on Twitter. You're like, well, I need to be on Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I need to be on Twitter. John Zena's on Twitter. Why am I on Twitter? <laughs> okay, that's a pretty good reason to be on Twitter, as far as I'm concerned. Like, wrestlers are actually kind of entertaining, especially on social media. And I don't even watch wrestling. Like, I never did. But yeah, okay, that's, I'm going to give you that reason. That's a good reason. And I remember specifically it was because John Zena, because I think the, around the time it happened, The Rock just came back to wrestling. Oh, and they yes. wrestled down. they wrestled down here. In Miami, oh, wow. and I went to that WrestleMania because I was a big John Cena and a big Rock fan. Okay, so I had to go see that. These are good choices. I support yes. these choices. <laughs> As a woman, I support these choices. Well, most women support those. Yeah, I, uh, that's about. Yep, that's where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh man, but, that's good. Yeah. You're like, I saw this on WrestleMania, so let me get on Twitter. Like, that's you should put that on a T-shirt. Like that's very yeah, shit. <laughs> very on brand for wrestling. I should make a t-shirt. Zena got me on Twitter. Yeah, that's and then that at the next WrestleMania up on a sign. Like that's where you need to be with your life. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> so, what is your life now without podcasting? How do you? Because like me, I record, record all the time. I I can't imagine not doing it back. I do miss it. I do stream like on Twitch off and on, and that kind of fills the gap, at least for some of the people who used to listen from the very beginning. I keep thinking about ways to get to do it again. I, I am podcasting with the Mommy Gamers. Marsha is very rad and Carrie. Uh, so I'm on and off that show right now, and that helps. It's like I just can slide onto somebody's show and talk about my nonsense and <laughs> make okay. jokes and tell stories but about no. mattresses being on fire and then move along, right? Oh so. God. <laughs> what story are you told about a mattress being on fire? Hold I'm going to tell this story, and everybody who's listened to previous podcasts of mine has heard it, but it's my best story. I live in New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey, and I was driving on the Garden State Parkway to go to school 
one morning, I think it was when I was in high school or to work. And I'm in my stupid busted Saturn that I insisted on stalling neon lights in that flickered every time bass pumped. I was a cool teenager. I was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm behind this dude in a, in a little car who's got a giant king size mattress on top of the car. Right. And I'm pulling up, you know, I'm pretty close behind him. We're starting to slow down to get to the toll booth. And I realize like it's tied at the back to the car, but he's holding the front. Like he's reaching out the, the window and holding onto the front like a handle. And I'm like, this is not, this can, this can only go poorly. This can only go bad. So <laughs> dude takes his hand off the mattress as he pulls into the toll booth, flicks his, you know, 50 cents in and then floors his accelerator. He does not reach back up to grab the mattress. He floors the accelerator so hard the mattress like hops in the front once, hops in the front twice, flips over, and he's now dragging it, half dragging it behind his car. Like it's because it's tied at the one end. And he's dragging this mattress with all this friction with these metal springs on the Garden State Parkway at about 55, 60 miles an hour. And that mattress catches fire at the corner. Like, oh yeah, this is great. This is, I can't believe this actually happened. He doesn't realize he's not even thinking about it. He's just driving along with this flaming mattress attached to the back of his car. <laughs> he reaches up and touches the top. Like, he, he realizes, oh shit, I should grab that mattress. And he reaches up and touches the top and he feels just the hood. Like, you can see, I'm like following him very closely at this point because I'm like, I need to know how this, how this ends. I have to know. So he's tapping the hood and he has this moment of sheer panic realizing that the mattress is not there. And I guess he checks behind him and the mattress is on fire, just on fire. And he pulls off the side to put out the mattress, sets the grass on fire. Oh, my God. Gets out the car, tries to put the mattress out by stomping on it and sets himself on fire. And at this point, about five cars have pulled over behind him because we could not breathe. Like, it looked like something out of a sitcom, dude. (laughs) And one of the guys screams at his car, stop, drop, and roll, MFR. <laughs> just, just I, so he finally puts himself out by doing just that. But like, I, I can't, you know, when a story is so stupid, you couldn't have made it up. It's that. Like, I tell the story and people are like, no. And I'm like, just, would you have made this up? They're like, okay, no. Probably. Yeah. I want him to come on this podcast now. I have to share. I had to, this is my gift to you. Have yeah. the flaming mattress. I want to find this guy so he can come on the podcast so I can ask him what's the dumbest thing you ever done. I need to know if that guy <laughs> constitutes that moment as the stupidest thing he ever did or if he's done dumber things. Like, I have to know. The yeah. cartoon panic moment of tapping the roof of the car like three or four times <laughs> looking for this mattress is in, it's just burned into my brain for all time. I told my children this and they're like, no way that happens. I'm like, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> I, I live in Miami. I can, I can, I can you, ma- you, you know, yeah. you know, I've been can down to Miami. Miami. Like, woo, yeah, some of those neighborhoods, man. Yeah, that, that'll happen. Yeah. A lot people of people are weird. The cars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, people down here are weird. Yeah, hey, look, I live in South Jersey. I feel you. <laughs> <laughs> so you grew up in South Jersey? I grew up in Central Jersey. And the only people who call something Central Jersey are people from the middle of New Jersey, like right by the beach. I grew up in Monmouth County, Asbury Park, near like the Stone Pony and everything. That was my hometown. So what is it like growing up in Jersey? Because Jersey is filled with white people. It's... It's kind of, mm, we're like the number one state to get made fun of. I mean, maybe it's actually a toss up between us and Florida, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah 
Florida man is maybe one of my favorite headlines. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, there's a lot of saminess in Jersey. I like it. I like how, how many people there are here and how different they can be. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, I grew up in Monmouth County. There were a lot of rich white people in Monmouth County and we were very much not that. So <laughs> that had to suck. It was, it was awkward because I went to a high school that was a magnet school across the whole county because I was, you know, a relatively smart kid. And there were kids who rolled in in their dad's Mercedes. And I'm riding this two-door Saturn with the neon lights. Remember, very cool. Gotta have the neon lights. <laughs> <laughs> I wired those myself and I was so proud of it at like 17 years old. But yeah, oh. it, it was it's it was weird. It was difficult. I feel more at home here in South Jersey and Philadelphia. Like that mix is better for me personally. I like the cultural mix better. It's just more fun. So people are interesting yeah. that way. So how far do you go on your motorcycle? Have you ever taken cross country trips on it? No, I want to so bad. I want to drive to the Grand Canyon, like and back again. I want to go to California and back, but I'm going to wait till I'm a little older and my kids grow up. Um, I've just gone. Uh, I've gone into Pennsylvania, up into New York, like two hours. That's cool. crazy. Does yeah. your husband do it with you? Yeah, he's got a bike too. I I got the license two years ago. He got his license like nine months ago. I talked him into it, and then he grew a beard. It suits him. <laughs> I love that man. He's willing to go all the way with a bit. Like I like it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he's so serious. So when he does stuff like that, it just makes my life so good. Like he's very. He's an accountant. He's very serious. Very buttoned up. And I'm this goofy, like, <laughs> you guys have money. <laughs> yeah, we're like the weirdest couple, right? I guess we complement each other very well. No, you guys are rich. <laughs> <laughs> well, what are you guys an accountant? What are you guys? Engineer? We an do engineer? all right. Yeah, we do okay. But he's like one of those dudes who's like, we have to save this for retirement. I'm like, you're not going to make it to retirement because I'm going to kill you. So consider spending a little bit of that money. <laughs> running joke is in our house is you can't kill me unless you make it look like an accident i'm worth nothing to you if i die on purpose <laughs> oh, I, t- I tell my wife all the time i watch deadly women right religiously so yeah. uh, you try to pull me down i'm not gonna figure out i tell them all the time i look i've watched a lot of episodes of csi i'm fairly certain i can make this look like an accident stand still <laughs> Just, he's like no <laughs> he tells me all the time he does not like it when i stand behind him when he's at the top of the stairs like at all <laughs> It's like a consistent running joke, and my friends are like, "That's terrible." I'm like, "That's just who we are. Like, we're we're a little weird like that. That's what we are." So, how did you guys meet? This is a good story, actually. I was 17 when I met him. Um, He's three years older than me. He was 20. My father, in addition to loving cars, he owns a soda distribution company in Monmouth County, New Jersey. We delivered like Seven Up and Canada Dry to all the beach places, right? And I worked for my dad on on the weekends and on the summers as a secretary. He could pay me more than minimum wage, you know, so it worked out. And my husband got a summer internship with Arizona Beverage, one of the like companies we carried. So he would come into the office to check in and he would talk to me every morning. And he would leave like notes on my calendar and he would leave like coffee and a donut. And he had those little <laughs> glass cling things that used to go on the outside of coolers to advertise like stuff that was on sale. And he would leave them on my car. And he took him like three months to ask me out. And he finally did. And we have dated and then got married ever since. Like we've been together 18 years. 18. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Like we're the classic Romeo and Juliet nonsense love story thing. It's gross and great. That's really cool. Yeah, like uh, he's he knows me better than any other human being. He's easily my best friend. He 
puts up with a lot of crap. <laughs> so he's my hero. <laughs> Don't tell him I said that. That's awesome. Is he in gaming? Does he like game two? He likes certain games. Like he played a crap load of Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Um, he likes the Binding of Isaac. Like certain games grab a hold of him. When we first were dating, he used to play Team Fortress Classic over like a 56K modem. Like all the time. All the time. He played wow. hundreds of hours of Team Fortress Classic. So yeah. Just, just think about it. You had a 56K modem. Yeah, he would actually have to play the lag. <laughs> He would, he would, so he, when he'd come visit me in college and I would have the good network with no lag, he couldn't play the game because he was so used to playing all the lag. <laughs> it's <was> ridiculous. <laughs> so, like, he plays some and he leaves that, me be to do my thing mostly. So, yeah. That's awesome. Did you, are, are you thinking about, since we were talking about it earlier, let's get back to that, starting your own podcast and getting back into the podcast again. Talking me into it, man. I mean, maybe, maybe. I th- I'm thinking I'll ride out with, I love the mommy gamers a lot. I like hanging out with them. I'd like to hang with them for a little while. I definitely am. I finally put a new computer together. I finally got all the parts I want. I think I'd like to try streaming on Twitch again. It's been a long time. I want to just, I like interacting with people. Like what you do is, is fun, right? Like you get to talk to new people all the time. I dig that. So every week, I love it. So let everybody know, hold on, you, you've been talking about this Twitch channel. I have not said where it's at um, see, one I'm, single I'm, time. I'm, hum, I'm humble. Uh, I, it's the same as my Twitter handle. So I'm ET Dragon on Twitter and I'm ET Dragon on Twitch. So if people think I'm funny, those are probably the best places to follow me on the internet. You're going to get jokes and pictures of my dogs, <laughs> mostly, and then some more jokes. And you have, I'm looking at one of your pictures. That's my dog. German Shepherd. He scares everybody. I brought him with me to pick up the kids from school two weeks ago and i went to hit the atm it was one of those outdoor atms i have him sit and face out behind me he's a pretty well trained dog and some teenager walks by and i hear him go oh shit <laughs> like he's not he's not gonna eat you he's like are you sure <laughs> like, he's fine he's a good boy <laughs> he just looks scary the other one is a, a boxer he's an old man he's like eight years old so oh that's cool yeah dogs are the best they're the only ones yeah, who listen really to are. me in this house so <laughs> sit no one sits well, except you to kill your husband. yeah well i mean uh, i get why my husband doesn't listen to me he just rolls his eyes and walks out of the room i deserve that most of the time so <laughs> so let everybody because we didn't talk about this earlier you mentioned mommy games let everybody know what that is because those who don't know okay that's cool yeah so the website is themommygamers.com um they are, you know, this was started by Marsha Morgan a couple years ago now, quite a few years ago. It's it's Marsha and Carrie and a bunch of, a couple of writers. Um, it's basically, the site is just for stuff that moms who happen to be into like tech or books or whatever, like, you know, the podcast is kind of like whatever news we think is funny, some game talk, talk about movies or whatever ridiculous TV series is on, you know, it's it's pretty loose and fun. And it's like, it's nice to have something that, <clears throat> excuse me, parents can kind of identify with, you know, like on limited time. It's a shorter podcast. It helps. So I, I dig it. It's nice to talk to other moms who like games. We're a rare breed, I think. I get a lot of weird looks at like student teacher meetings because I'll roll in on my motorcycle with my stupid T-shirts on and, <laughs> you know. Well, you're the cool mom. I think that the other moms in the Catholic school don't think that, but I agree with you. 
Oh, your kids go to Catholic school. Yeah, because the schools here are a little rough and we can swing it. So we do. Um, it's literally the yeah. only reason I'm not a crazy Catholic. My, yeah, my grandmother was a crazy Catholic. <laughs> my mom's pretty cool. So, but yeah, so I, it's definitely a bunch of like <laughs> moms who look at me like I'm some sort of devil worshiper <laughs> half the yeah, time. Yeah, I was going to say that. I'm like, yeah, because yeah. my son goes to a Christian school. Okay. My daughter goes to public school. So when I go pick up my son, I I become the cool. Bo- he's only he's only mixed because my son's mixed. My wife's okay. Spanish. I'm African American. Oh, awesome. So like, yeah. So when I go to pick him up, I'm the cool black dad yeah. <laughs> in there with my Marvel shirt on or yeah. something like that. And like, and then he's like, "Oh, your dad, my dad, your, your dad does a podcast." I'm like, yeah, my dad does a podcast. Not, yeah. See, you are the cool one. I see the dads take to that stuff the dads all like me which does not help the mom situation either so the well, moms all look at me like i have four yeah, heads I say. yeah i'm like look i got a husband i don't need more like it's one is enough yeah that's Please. What I'm say, well. men are difficult enough <laughs> just don't worry okay <laughs> don't worry but yeah i ride it on, on, on whenever there's an event that i don't have to bring my kids to i'll ride it on the stupid red harley with my dumb star wars helmet and my great t-shirts game t-shirts and I get the best side eye looks from the moms. And then the kids are all like, your mom is cool to my son. You know, like, yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, I know. Don't tell her. <laughs> she doesn't need to know. So let me ask you this. Go ahead. So, so you're a Star Wars fan. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite Star Wars movie? Oh, that's a really good question. Um... Man, I just had this conversation with my mother, right? Like over the cuz she she grew up um during when the original movies were released. So, I think she likes A New Hope the best. I am I think I'm a Return of the Jedi fan mostly. Like that's probably my favorite. I, I, the, I that's my favorite one. I think that that fifth movie is for me the fifth movie, quote unquote, the second one that came out. Mm. It's the sweet spot between, like, drama and sci-fi, right? Like, I don't know. That's my that's my jam. Um, I like that whole original trilogy a lot, and I like Rogue One a lot. Those are kind of the ones that I like. Rogue. Rogue is good. I haven't seen. Uh, um, I haven't seen the um, what's my who's it movie yet? Ugh, the other spinoff one, Solo. Have you seen that? Solo. Should I've I watch seen that? It. I actually recently bought it on Blu-ray. Okay, that's good. That's an endorsement. <laughs> I should probably I, watch. That. I like it. Okay, it's I, not, I, I. It's a bad rap. I am a Star Wars fan who doesn't take it too seriously, right? I just really enjoy those movies for what they are. I'm not going to sit here and ha- like go through a whole diatribe about what is good and what isn't. I didn't love the second trilogy of movies, one, two, and three. They were fine. I saw them in college. They were fun popcorn movies. But I've liked those spinoffs. So I'm kind of, I'm telling my husband, like, the children are at my mother's all weekend. We should actually watch a film from start to finish. So maybe that'll be it. Maybe we'll, we'll watch Solo. If your children are at your mother's for the weekend, I say, I want to say watch Solo, but that's something you probably could watch around your kids. Yeah, you're right. It should probably be something horrendous and violent and, like, uh, you know, some horror movie that I'm we can't watch. Deadpool. Oh yeah, Deadpool Dead. 2, I have that and I need to watch that. That's a good idea. There you go. Yes. That's, that's the first thing that came to my mind when you said that. Mm-hmm. My children will like creep on us every time we're trying to watch a movie. I'm like, you know, children, look. Like, there's only one thing that I'm real diehard about, and that is go to bed. Please. 
we will eat cereal for dinner. I do not care, but you need to go to bed on time. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I care. I'm the same way. My son's always trying to creep out of his room, find out what we're doing. I'm like, child, you need to be sleeping. <laughs> it's like, yes. Uh, my, my son's good for that. He, especially when he sees me playing games that he likes. I'm like, no. Yeah. You have to go to bed, son. My kid will creep said, down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go my, ahead and say what you're saying. Mine creeps down into the basement. It's like, what you playing, mom? Spider-Man. Can I watch you play Spider-Man? It's very hard to say no to you, Nathan. You better not be grumpy for your father in the morning because he's the one who takes him to school. <laughs> so, yeah, I, so I'm like kind of because go, he goes to bed super early. So I'm kind of screwing him over, but I'll let him stay up for 15 or 20 minutes. He's like, mom, he goes to me at the end of Spider-Man. I was close to the end. He goes, can you put a save right before the final boss so I can watch you do it again? I mean, yeah, I'm going to say no to you. Then he wanted to read <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man because he really liked watching me play that game. So that's it's fun. It's fun awesome. to watch your kid sit in his bed with a comic book. Like that's to me, that's like very heartwarming. So, what did he? Where are you going to start him at? Well, Ultimate Spider Man. Did you? We're going to do the the Ultimate Spider Man like volumes one. It's it's basically the the origin story uh, up, and then we'll see if he wants to do the Miles stuff. That's what um, I'm going to say. I, I I warned him. I'm like, look, you need to understand how this universe goes from the beginning, like because he's only eight. So I wanted him to know, and he's like, that seems yeah. cool. I'll just read the Miles stuff after that. I'm like, oh, I love this kid. <laughs> yeah, because Ultimate Spider-Man is great, but there's a point in the mm-hmm. middle of it where it gets dark. It gets dark. I, I don't have a problem with him and stuff like that because he's one of those really grounded kids, you know, who doesn't... He has this very good separation of media and reality, even at eight years old. My daughter, who's six, less so. So I have to watch more carefully with her. You know, yeah. My I, son will be like, "Mom, it's just a story." I, I appreciate that about him very much. So. Yeah, because I had to, when I brought that to my son, the whole because, like I said, my son's mixed, so he loves Miles Morales. I and I think he's a great character for that. Exactly that. He must identify with him so much, and that's exactly. awesome. He completely identifies with Miles Morales. So when I brought it to him, like, "Hey, this is this Spider Man," and he he loves it. He he fell in yeah. love with the character. He wants to go see um, Into the Spider-Verse. I think it comes out in December. Yeah, I think you're right. I was, I, you know, Spider-Man's always been one of my favorite characters, but I never followed comics super closely until I played this game and then I backed out through them. And it's funny because my son identifies really strongly with that version of Peter Parker. Like the nerdy kid who's good at school and gets picked on and bullied and he's little, you know, he really like, he's, because he's kind of like that, you know, he's not a big dude. He's very smart, but he's not athletic. So he latched onto that character really hard in the same way that Miles makes a lot of sense for your son, right? I think that's cool. Yeah. That's why I love this I is why think, I love games and comics. Something for everybody. Yeah, that's why I love like Spider-Man does that to people. Mm-hmm. The just the way Spider-Man is and the, his origin and how he comes, he seems like a regular person with regular yes. problems. And it's such yes. he's such a cool, cool character. I like his sense of humor. I like that he's like quippy and sarcastic, but not super good at being either of those things all the time. So it just kind of comes out sort of <laughs> stupid every once in a while. I'm like, yeah, that's, I identify with that, Petey. <laughs> it's like, you know, he's always got something to say and he's always got jokes. He was always the superhero for me that like I did identify with a lot in the same way my son does. So he's funny. I like a funny awesome. superhero. The rest of them are too serious. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. Man, this has been awesome. You are so cool. <laughs> Thank 
you. I'm having a blast. You're super easy to talk to. You've you've made this a dream, dude. I'm having a blast. You are always welcome to come back on. Hey, man, just call. I got you. (laughs) You're in East Coast time, too. It's delightful. It's nice. I don't have to stay. Oh, yes. This is. This is awesome. <laughs> Anytime somebody's in the East Coast, I'm like, <laughs> Same. People are like, oh, you want to be on the podcast? I'm like, well, you're in the UK. Do you have any idea what that means for my life? That's five hours. Yeah, yeah. one of my friends is in Ireland. Oh, my God. And trying to get together a time with him to be on the podcast is a nightmare. Because I think right. it's like, he's like, it's a 25-hour difference. Right. <laughs> it's like, like how do I figure that out? I can't do this. I'm not the math guy. <laughs> I'm I mean, the creative guy. I'm not the math guy. I am, but when I get home from work, I don't want to. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I get home from work and I'm like, I've done enough science and math today. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to be someone's mom and play video games now and be like silly on the internet. Like, where's my cat gifts? <laughs> where's my cat gift button? <laughs> did, did you see, before we go, did you see the thing? thing what is the cat that they have on the internet now? Uh, the cat plays the music that I just fall in love with. Oh man, yeah. There's a bunch of them. There's there's a there's a couple of ones where the ones I get like get me every time. Like I'm such a girl about some of this stuff. There's a couple where these guys have adopted cats and they're playing the piano and the cat's just chilling on the piano and like nuzzling at them. And I'm like, well, that's love. Like I <laughs> I don't love anyone as much as you love that man playing that piano. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I have to find this video. Cat. Yeah, you do. You it's, do. It's like a cartoon cat. Oh, the the keyboard like, cat. You're talking about keyboard cat. Yes, man. Yes, look, I love that cat. I will punch the keyboard cat button in response to a lot of things. Okay, because that's good. <laughs> I wish I had thought of that. Yes. I'm mad I didn't think of it. I've <laughs> seen. I've watched videos of this cat playing this keyboard for hours. It's hilarious. Why is it so funny? Why is it so funny? I, I say that a lot about a lot of cat gifts. There are a couple that I'm like, I don't know why this is so funny, but it's, yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> you have been awesome, Lay. Thank you so much. I've had a blast. This is, you have made me realize how much I miss podcasting, which is dangerous. Yeah. Dangerous. I think you need to get back into the game. Oh, man. No, I'd get, maybe. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And as always, Devil Cocky Spirits, we are out. Peace. To show you how easy it is to file a claim with Geico, we hired a nature show host. In a native habitat of a suburban driveway, the poor victim of a broken windshield is left assessing his vehicle utterly helpless. Well, not true. If he's got Geico, he can file a claim online, over the phone, or with his handy mobile app. But like a lone gazelle, he'll suddenly be left to fend for himself, awaiting his terrible fate. Nope. Geico will assign him a designated claims team to help him out, too. So the gazelle gets his car fixed and everything. Wow. Nature is so cool. Geico. Great service. Without all the drama.